Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, wine lover, brand snob, proud boy mom, and Atlanta-based entrepreneur. When I was laid off from my dream marketing job at eight weeks pregnant, I knew I couldn't rely on corporations to provide me with a stable income. I launched my own business and hit six figures in my first full year. I want to help other female service-based entrepreneurs and coaches build and leverage their brand authority so they can confidently sell their services and programs at a premium price point to create a lasting legacy and generate independent wealth. Tune in every Wednesday for solo episodes and conversations with amazing self-made multi-six and seven-figure women all about marketing, sales, mindset, self-care, entrepreneurship, and motherhood to inspire you and give you actionable steps to successfully market and sell your high-ticket services and programs while having a life. Let's get into it. This episode is going to be a tough one for you to hear if this is something that you default to, but I want you to stop defaulting to offering something low ticket when you haven't successfully sold your high ticket. So before you offer another intensive or strategy session or you know, a workshop or something, I want you to consider this instead. So I feel like the reason that people default to offering something like a lower price point is first, maybe they've had a few pricing rejections on some sales calls or via DMs. The people who were applying to like your program or your service are all in until they hear the price. You're not getting a lot of leads. So you're assuming that it must be the price. I actually had this conversation the other day with one of my clients. She said, as soon as I increased my prices, I wasn't getting any more clients. And when I was on sales calls, they, you know, they, I was in the proposal and they never signed on. They never said it was the price, but I just thought it had to be the price because that's what really changed. And I want to get into why I want to help you think differently about that feeling. Okay, so you want to offer something at a lower price point because you think that that will get you some clients and then you can make some money and then they'll upgrade to the higher thing. People may have ghosted you after your proposal was sent. And so in the proposals, what's have the price? So you're probably thinking that it must be the price point. And then lastly, maybe you've just never sold anything at a higher price point. So you're afraid nobody will buy. Before they've even said no, you're, you're too afraid to put it out there. I want to talk about what my client said, though. The people that didn't sign on with her didn't say it was the price, but she assumed it was the price. And one of the first thoughts that I have when when someone declines your offer and you assume it's the price, even though that's not what they said, my thought is that it's stemming from the fact that you probably didn't have confidence saying the price, right? Right. I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons that people have a hard time selling something at a higher price point and why they end up defaulting and going back to the lower price point is because that's what feels safe. You can stomach saying, you know, this is $9.97 for your service, right? You can stomach saying $500, $4.97. You can stomach saying that your workshop is only $99 and it gives you a level, like a high level of endorphins when a bunch of people sign up because it's only $99. So every person that signs up, you feel validated. But then what happens when you have that $1,500 offer, that $3,000 program, you hear crickets. And so your first thought is it's because of this damn price. It's because my price is high. No one's going to come to me. And so you start second guessing yourself. And then you go through kind of, you kind of half-ass a launch period. 
with low confidence, you're going into it with low confidence, you're going into it uncertain of how to convey the value of it, like I talked about in the last episode. So you go into it like that, right? And because of those negative feelings, now that's what's coming through in your voice. It's coming through in your energy. But it's also what you're telling your brain. And your brain needs to hear positivity. So if you're telling your brain, no one's going to buy from me at this price point, then your brain is like, no one's going to buy from you. So I don't know why you out here talking. So when you show up on social media and you show up on the videos, your brain has already told you because you've been telling it. You guys are communicating with each other negativity. (laughs) And this is a fact. Our brains need to hear positivity. This is why people visualize things. Visualization actually trains your brain of what it needs to be working toward. And your brain, because you're saying that, believes in it. And when your brain believes in it, you naturally believe in it because it's pushing positive signals to other parts of your body. I'm not a brain scientist, but I've talked to a lot of mindset coaches and they talk about this. And this is literally a scientific fact. This is why people have vision board parties. This wasn't just some hocus pocus thing that people started doing. It's a fact that your brain works better when you do this. I know what you would like to be experiencing. I think you would love to just work less and be able to give your clients more quality in your work and more attention, right? You would get better quality clients, too, if you were actually people who are eager to work with you to make sure the investment paid off. They would work their butts off. Right. You're going to get higher quality clients at the higher price point. You already know this. You've experienced it. I talked about this in the last episode, how I was getting these hundred and fifty dollar logo clients who were asking for a million edits and staying on the phone with me for hours. You'll be able to leave that nine to five that you have and actually be a full-time business owner. You'll feel secure because you're getting consistent clients at a higher price point. You only need one or two clients at the higher price point, right? Your capacity begins to expand because now you only have to take on a few clients. That's less pressure. If I could just get 10 people on the phone and even just four of them convert, I made it. Versus needing to get on 20 calls to have 20 new clients that you're you're stressed out about, right? You would love to be able to afford to outsource some of the things that you hate. (laughs) I am so grateful that I have my mom to outsource repurposing some of my content, throwing things on the blog real quick, going back and listening to all the recordings that I have with my clients and getting out the notes, right? You would love to just have more freedom with your time. You would love to, like, I didn't start my day until 11 o'clock a.m. today. And what was I doing? I went Starbucks. I got some brekkie. I don't know why I'm saying brekkie like I'm from the UK. I love how brekkie sounds. I decided to meditate. I was journaling. I laid on the floor and did some more meditation and breath work. I was chilling, living my best little life. And then I was like, you know, I took my kid to school. And then I decided I'm going to get started and record this podcast. (laughs) 11 a.m. That's amazing. You want to be able to do that, too. You want to be able to travel and afford all the extra amenities. If you want to move to another state, you want to be able to do that. You want to be able to meet your savings goals. You want to have capital to scale your business, right? You want to be able to afford more self-care, whatever that means for you. I don't know what I would do without my bi-weekly full body massages. I get 90 minute massages because I sit at my desk so often that I end up having like a lot of little back problems. My hair I need to get my hair done. Like you want to be able to do those little things for yourself. You want to be able to go to happy hour with your girlfriends when they ask. You want to go to the restaurants and get the, you know, the the top shelf liquor and you want to get the biggest steak or you want to get the biggest entree that that they have because you want to have the dessert and a few appetizers. Like you want to be able to do those things and not be worried about looking and seeing if you have money in your account because money's always in your account, right? You want to be able to have fewer but more high quality clients so that you can launch your dream services. 
So let's talk about why you're experiencing such difficulty. I don't think you really understand your ideal clients deeply enough to help them see the value in your offer. I don't think you've really figured out the biggest problem that your ideal clients have that you can solve with your expertise. See, most people, what you're, what they're doing, and it's probably you too, you're selling what people, like what you think people want, the thing that sounds like sexy, that what everyone else is selling, how everyone else is selling it. But you need to actually sell what you can do to get the results to solve their problems. So let's think back to the, the subject matter, intensives or strategy sessions. I'm not talking about those VIP days, which can also be considered intensives because those are usually solving a big problem quickly. No, I'm talking about the little intensives where you're like, let's solve one of your pain points. Those strategy sessions are typically solving a pain point. It's a lower ticket offer that's solving a pain point because people do pay low ticket to solve pain points, but they pay, they invest high ticket to solve big problems. So if you're giving me a little strategy session to kind of think about what I need to be doing, but I don't know how to do it, you're just telling me that this is some stuff that I need to do and why I need to do it, I need to know the how. And if you're not giving me the full how because that's behind a higher paywall, then why would I, it's not helping me. All you're doing is giving people little quick fixes to get them by for a month, giving them 30 days worth of content. Okay, cool. What am I going to do for the next 11 months? I can't replicate that thing. You didn't teach me. You're not teaching me. You told me what to do. So I still can't think for myself. So when the next month comes, I'm back to square one. What am I recycling the things that you already gave me? No, I need more help. So instead... I want you to start thinking about, are you trying to solve little pain points or are you trying to solve big problems? And there's nothing wrong. I want to start off. I want to say that there's nothing wrong with selling low ticket things. But are you defaulting to that because you haven't successfully sold your high ticket? The only reason I started opening up low ticket things is because my high ticket sells successfully and consistently. And now I'm able to supplement and add extra income and figure out what are some low level pain points that I can actually help people solve to prepare them to work with me on a higher ticket basis with something that's more impactful. What are some of the barriers of entry or some of the prerequisites that are required to actually work with me on a higher level? That's what you should be thinking about. So your, your little low ticket thing should be an afterthought because at the end of the day, you're not in business to solve pain points. You're in the business to solve problems. You're in the business to make an impact. And if you are a service provider or a coach, that does not come through you doing these little intensives or strategy sessions. This episode of the Revolutionary CEO Podcast is brought to you by my group coaching program, Revolutionary Brand. It's a transformational coaching program for service-based entrepreneurs and coaches who are ready to build and leverage brand visibility using video content to attract and enroll premium clients and sell your high-ticket programs and services for $1,500 or more in the next 90 days without complicated marketing funnels or being great at sales. I created this program specifically because I know that you've probably been offering discounts to try to entice more clients to close. You're creating freebies and posting content so frequently, even though you don't have the time, you've been rebranding to try to make your business look better. You've been customizing your offers and lowering your prices and you're over all of that. 
This program was crafted to help you to repackage and relaunch your offers to only focus on one ideal client profile and one problem you can solve so you can confidently articulate your value and close sales needed to hit your monthly income goals. It's going to help you map out and plan all of your strategic video content. You'll need to lead your ideal clients from Googling their pain points to paying full price for your service. And you'll learn how to implement processes to strategically automate parts of your business and prepare it for scale and prerequisites to qualify leads that get you 90% of the way to the sale before your sales conversation even has to happen. So make sure you go to revolutionarybrand.co to submit your application and book your compatibility call. So here's again, some other reasons why I think you're experiencing some of these issues. I think when you get some of these price rejections, it automatically makes you stop trying. You think, okay, well, no one's buying it at this higher price point. But there are a few reasons why you're getting the pricing rejections, and they typically point to two things. First of all, you're attracting the wrong people. If they can't afford it, like your program costs $10,000 a month, but they're only making $1,000 a month, then they genuinely can't afford it. There are people who are saying no to the price who actually can't afford it. But maybe if you look at it, if you're attracting, this is still in the attracting the wrong people category, then I'm going to tell you the next category, but this is just the attracting the wrong people. The wrong person can mean it that they can't afford it, like literally. The next wrong person is they don't believe in your process. Like you're telling them they need to focus on email marketing, but they never, ever want to use email for their services. And that's not your person. If they don't believe in the philosophy and the framework behind what it is that you're teaching or doing for them, then they are not your person. When I talk about revolutionary brand, if the person says, I will literally never show up on video, then why would you don't reach out to a video coach? <laughs> don't reach out to someone whose philosophy on selling high ticket and premium is connecting through video because that just doesn't make sense. So that person isn't a good fit. Another way that someone isn't a good fit is that they don't fit into the categories that align with your expertise. If you are helping people better manage their time to be with their kids, but you keep attracting people without children, then you're attracting the wrong people. You need to actually find people who fit the demographics and the characteristics that you're actually looking for and that you work with the best. And then lastly, this person is the wrong person. If they don't match the minimum criteria that's needed for your program to actually work. If your program is for people who have been in business, but you're attracting people who want to start a business, then what you're teaching is going to go above their heads because they're not at that level yet. And those are the wrong people. So pricing rejection stem from, first of all, you're attracting the wrong people. I gave you some examples of what that means. And then the second thing is you're not helping the right people see the value. <laughs> when people understand how their pain points led to the big problem and why the solution is the best solution to solve that problem. And you're helping them to make an educated decision on which version of the solution they want to have. And you explain your version and your beliefs and your philosophy behind how you did the solution. That's when they make informed decisions and they're more willing to invest in it because they see the value. And you know, I like to give my little examples. It's always going to be the headache example. <laughs> You're going to get tired of hearing about these damn headaches, but I'm going to tell it to you again. If I keep saying I have a headache, I have a headache, I need headache medicine. But also some of the other symptoms I'm experiencing is sensitivity to light, sensitivity to sound. I'm feeling nauseous when I open my eyes. I can't move around. Some expert is going to say, your pain points actually mean that you have a migraine. So now when I go to the internet, I'm no longer vaguely searching for headache solutions, which were never going to work. I will now go into it with 
more information and say, now I can specify, my Google search will now say, what can help eliminate a migraine? Because that expert told me it was not just a headache. The pain points that I'm experiencing don't mean that I just have sensitivity to light for no reason. No, sensitivity to light combined with sensitivity to sounds and nausea and throbbing head means I have a migraine. Okay, now I'm more informed. I go to Google and I say, what can help eliminate a migraine? And Google's going to tell me all these solutions. You can have caffeine. You can have mega doses of acetaminophen. And I'm going to say, okay, what are the benefits of using caffeine? Okay, well, caffeine's going to do X, Y, and Z. But if you have a you have a heart condition, then caffeine's not going to be great. If you're allergic to caffeine, it's not going to be good. If you are trying to get rest and you don't want to dope up yourself with a bunch of caffeine, then they're going to say, or you can get all this acetaminophen. But if you have liver conditions, you can't have acetaminophen. And it's going to tell you all these benefits and Things that, you know, that are going to possibly be a side effect of all of those things. And now I get to make an informed decision. Well, I would rather take the acetaminophen. I don't have a liver condition, but caffeine doesn't really make me feel well. It's a diuretic. Now I'm going to be running to the bathroom all night. I need to get rest. I have a big day tomorrow. I cannot have all this caffeine. So now I made an even more informed decision because the solution was thrown out there of what my options were. And this is what you're doing for your ideal client now. You're giving them options and saying, I think the best approach to attracting high quality clients and consistently hitting your high four and five figure months is to show up on video and build trust with them because this will help you convert faster. This is like me talking about revolutionary brand, right? And so people are going to say, okay, so video content will work for me. Okay. But then when I show up on video, what should I be doing? What's the best approach to this solution? Let's take it back to the headache. So now I got the migraine. I know that I would rather do acetaminophen over caffeine. Now, which brand of migraine medicine has the amount of acetaminophen that I need? Okay, I'm going to see Tylenol for migraines. I'm going to see Advil for migraines. I'm going to see all these other things. But I'm going to look at that Tylenol for migraines. And Tylenol for migraines says that it eliminates that headache for eight hours And I'm like, okay, so my headache can be gone for eight hours. It has a minimum amount of acetaminophen. Great. Tylenol sounds really good. But then I'm going to look at Advil. And Advil is going to say, not only does it kick in within five minutes, your migraine's gone in five minutes, but it lasts for 24 hours. The benefits of that Advil sounds way higher. Now I'm going to have my migraine gone for a minimum of 24 hours. And it's going to be gone in five minutes. You know what? That Tylenol didn't even mention how soon my migraine would be gone. And eight hours is far significantly less than, you know, it's a third less, you know, two thirds less than what the the Advil is going to do. I'm not I'm going to take the Advil for migraine. And that's the journey that your ideal clients have to take. They need to say, OK, you need to be saying to them, not only do I want you to show up on video, but I want you to show up on video using this through this brand amplification formula that's going to teach you exactly the perfect mix of the type of content that you need to be putting out there and teaching you how to put it into a funnel. And that's going to naturally drive your leads and help you to build that consistency. All of that sounds so thoroughly thought out that I'm going to be like, damn, that's the program that I want. You want to have that kind of clarity with your offers. You need to lead them down the path of making their own intelligent decisions by giving them enough information for them to compare to. If you're telling them, I know that there are so many ways to do what it is that I do, but here is the reason that I believe that this way is the best and here's what can happen. You're basically aligning with the Advil thing of saying it's 24 hours, it's within five minutes. You need to tell them the things that are valuable that are going to matter to them. 
if I've had this damn migraine for three days and you're telling me in five minutes it'll go away, I've had it for 72 hours and you're telling me if, in just five minutes it'll be gone, that makes more of an impact of you than you just saying it'll take care of your migraine and you're good for eight hours. No, you didn't say how long it's going to take. That means it could go away in an hour. It could go away in five hours. I don't know when it's going away. You didn't give me enough information. Some of you are doing what Tylenol did and didn't give enough information to help people make an informed decision. What you should have been doing is what Advil's doing, right? Given all the details that are going to matter to the person so that they can actually make such an informed decision because they know this is the best thing for me based on my needs. I want you to stop offering low ticket things so it's not an option for you to fall back on. A lot of you are just falling back on the lower ticket thing because you think that that is going to help you sell and get at least some money in the door. And you're also thinking if they just buy this low thing, they're going to see that they love me and they they trust me and then they're going to want the higher ticket thing. But a lot of times it'll surprise you. You'll try to sell that low ticket thing and they still don't buy it. <laughs> They still don't buy it, right? And I know that's happened to you. You're thinking, ah, oh, let me put this little $9.97 offer out there. They couldn't afford the $3,000 offer, but this $9.97 is going to get them. And then they don't buy the $9.97 thing. And you're like, well, what the hell? So now you just lowered the price point and you still didn't get the end goal that you desire. It's because you actually needed to learn how to sell any of the things. You didn't know how to sell any of it because you need to go back to the basics, and if your entire business rests on you learning to sell your big offer or else you make zero dollars and you're going to find a way to sell that thing. This is why I don't want you to fall back and default to selling a lower offer. Every time you know in the back of your mind that you have something you can downsell them into, then what you're always going to resort back to doing is just downselling. Every time someone tells you no, you're not going to listen to the reason that they told you no. You're not going to learn to actually help them see it differently. You're not going to learn to articulate yourself better or say it in a different way because this is something I teach my clients. So I'm like, you need to be able to say what you're saying five different ways before they've even purchased from you so that every time they have an objection or a question, you can answer it differently to further bring home the point, drive home the point. But when you have something to downsell into, you never learn those things. You never learn how to talk about it. And what this does is it's going to limit your ability to see where you have gaps in your content strategy or the gaps in your own offer. And it further justifies your thoughts of I'm not worthy of charging more. If every time somebody objects to your pricing and you go back to a lower price, it's going to keep justifying your thought process of I'm not worth more. I can't possibly charge more. I'm only going to stay at this level. Nobody will pay me this much. I won't ever get any clients if I sell at the price that I need to be. But I don't want you to give yourself an easy way out. I want you to give yourself a goal to figure out what you need to be offering and how much it needs to cost to be profitable. And then I want you to learn to find the right people for that offer. When you do that, you're going to be so much more happy. You're going to be so much more fulfilled, but also you're going to be so much more confident in yourself. When you know why you're doing what you're doing and how it's really going to impact your ideal clients, it's so much easier to talk about it. And we all know that we're not just here to solve little pain points. So don't let that be your focus of your business. If you love this episode as much as I have, then subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO podcast on iTunes and leave me a review to let me know what you enjoyed the most. For premium pricing and branding tips and training, connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Atelier Letitia. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-L-A-T-E-S-H-A. And be sure to follow the podcast Instagram account at Revolutionary CEO to show my guests and me some love. Talk to you next week.